0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drama Lama Classroom Podcast. Today, we are going to continue our talk about all things military, and we are going to talk about MEPS. MEPS stands for the Military Entrance Processing Station. And MEPS is basically your very first step after contacting a recruiter and potentially taking the ASVAP. It is something that everyone, no matter what branch you're going into, has to go through, and it doesn't matter if you're enlisted or an officer, you still have to go through MEPS in order to be qualified to fully join any branch. So today we're going to talk about some of the things that you can expect when you first visit MEPS. Now, chances are you will visit MEPS um, on several occasions, just depending on exactly what branch you're joining, what type of job you're going into, and some of your own personal factors as well. So the first thing is you want to make sure that you bring any medical um, issues documented with you if you have anything um medically not necessarily wrong with you but anything that you've had in the past or anything that you currently have issues with even if it's temporary you still want to bring that documentation in the form of your medical records and then you also want to make sure that you have all the appropriate items with you, such as your social security card, not a copy, but your actual social security card, your driver's license if you have it, and your birth certificate. Again, um, you don't want to be bringing copies of these. You want the hard the hard version of them, not copies. Okay. Okay. Um, So that's a big thing. Make sure that you have all the documentation that you need. If you have a really good recruiter, generally they'll make sure you have a list of everything that you need to bring and what you need to prepare for. However, all recruiters are not made the same, so some people might have a great experience with their recruiter and will set them up for Meps, you know, from A to Z, and others might have recruiters that kind of leave them hanging a little bit and you don't know what to expect when it comes to Meps. So first things first, make sure that you have all that documentation ready, put in a folder and ready to go with you so you don't forget it. So the next thing we'll talk about is what should you wear to MAPS? Because it's important, okay? If you have any jewelry, any piercings whatsoever, you need to remove them before you go to MAPS, okay? You need to keep all your headphones at home, your watches, all that. Just just leave it at home for the day, okay? You're not going to be able to use your headphones so, just leave them out. Um, you want to make sure you don't have any piercings, any jewelry on whatsoever. If you have contact lenses or glasses, make sure that you bring those with you. And if you have the prescription, make sure you bring that with you as well. Um, because you will end up having an eye exam taken place there as well. Which can disqualify you for certain jobs in certain branches. Um, make sure that you take care of your personal hygiene. Okay. So, either that morning or the night before, please shower, okay? You are going to be in rooms with other people and at some point close proximity. Um, Now, they might have changed that a little bit due to COVID. However, generally, you are going to be there with several other people and around several other people. You want to smell nice, okay? Um, Also, dressing appropriately, okay? You want to look comfortable and you want to look neat and presentable. So try to avoid any shirts that have wording on them. Okay, um, you cannot wear hats, so leave the hats at home. Don't, don't worry about bringing a hat. Just um, stick to just plain colored shirts and then black slacks or some khakis or just nice pants in general. Um, ladies, make sure that we are wearing clothing that covers up um, everything. Okay, you do want to look a little bit reserved here. Okay, this is not a time for cleavage to be shown. Uh, make sure that you are dressing very moderately when you are going to MEPS. Also, this doesn't pertain to everyone, but for those of you that it does pertain to, make sure that you prepare to bring underwear and wear underwear when you go to MEPS, okay? There is a point during the MEPS exam that you will end up having to strip down to your underclothes. And you will be doing this in front of other, um, if you're a guy, you'll be doing this in front of other men. If you're a female, you'll be doing this in front of other women. So you will be in your underwear around other people of your same gender. So please just be aware of this and make sure you're not wearing anything that has too many holes in it or anything that's too revealing. Okay, make sure that your underclothes are also appropriate. Okay, so that's pretty much it for clothing. If you wear belts, generally they will make you take the belt off as well when you first get there. Um, In my experience, when you get there, you will have to go through a metal detector. Um, And so if you're wearing a belt or any jewelry or anything like that, you will be required to remove it and keep it in a locker. And I use the term locker very loosely. It's going to depend on which station you're at. Each map station is somewhat different. Um, But just be aware of that. Um, ladies and fellas that like to wear nail polish, leave it, just leave it off, okay? Um, that's the biggest favor you can do for yourself. If you are wearing nail polish, be sure that you remove those before you go to maps. okay? Um, when they do the biomedical exam, they do your fingerprints, and sometimes the nail polish can mess with those results. So that goes for your toes as well. So just make sure that you have all toenail polish removed and all nail polish removed before going to MEPS. Right, so the next segment that we're gonna talk about here with MEPS is what kind of happens at MEPS? Now that you know what to bring and what to wear, um, what not to wear, what happens at MEPS is generally it's an entrance processing station. It's literally what it stands for. And that means that they are going to be screening you to see if you are actually qualified to join the military. Um, As many of you know, unfortunately, you can't just say, Hey, I want to join the military and boom, you're in. Like back in the day where pretty much if you had a pulse, you could join. Um, They have a lot more standards now than they did back in the day. And so you do have to do a screening. So they're going to look over your medical records. They're going to discuss any medical conditions you have. You will be given a blood test. So that means that they are going to use a needle. And they are going to draw blood. So, if you've ever donated blood, it's very similar to that. If you've ever had blood, taste, uh, blood tests taken before, it is similar to that as well. Um, so, just be aware that they are going to take a blood test. Um, it's going to test for several different things, including alcohol. Okay. They will also do a urine test, and that includes a test for drugs. So, please be aware that if you pop positive for drugs or alcohol, you are automatically disqualified, okay? And in addition to the blood test for alcohol, you will also be given a breathalyzer. It doesn't matter how low it is. It better be a 0.0 on the breathalyzer or you're disqualified. So just stay away from the drugs, stay away from the alcohol before going to MEPS so that you don't get disqualified. Although many of you should not be using either as you are underage, but... If you plan on joining later on, maybe you are 21 um, after you go to college and you're trying to go as an officer, the same rules still apply. They're still going to test for drugs, they're still going to test for alcohol, and even if you are of a legal age limit, you cannot have any alcohol in your system at the time of going through MEPS. Okay. So while you're doing each of these tests, you will also be given a questionnaire. And so it's a medical questionnaire asking you about your history of any health issues, your family history of medical problems, um, things like that. And you want to make sure that you fill that in completely, okay? Um, The big thing is if you lie about something and something happens to you later on because you lied about not having a certain underlying issue, that can come back on you later, okay? Um, So, please keep that in mind. Um, So, you'll have your blood test, your urine test. Uh, Women, doesn't matter if you are or are not sexually active, you will be given a pregnancy test. Okay? Um, So, just keep that in mind. Um, For those of you that are not familiar with a pregnancy test or a urine test, um, they're very similar. You are given a little cup. You are told to go to the restroom and in some cases you will have somebody of the same gender standing in the restroom with you to be sure that you are not using somebody else's urine or trying to falsify the test you will then urinate into the cup up to a certain line screw the lid on please wash your hands bring it back out they'll have a little area for you to put it in um you put it in there and then they'll run the tests on it okay um after all of that, they will look at the protein um, and the pH values of your blood and everything like that. Uh, with the protein, doesn't happen often, but I do know some people that their protein in their urine has come back wonky, and so they've had to come back to MEPS at a later date because they ended up drinking a protein shake um, the day before or the day of, and they're very into fitness and powerlifting and bodybuilding. And so they had very high levels of protein in their body because they um, intake, their intake of protein was very, very high. So the problem with that is it can show up in your blood and that can make it, the test trigger thinking that you have a certain underlying condition when really you don't. So just avoid overdosing basically on protein a couple of days before you go to MEPS. Okay, so if you generally drink protein shakes or you um, have a high protein intake, Uh, maybe just cut back for about a week or so prior to going to MEPS. Um, After all that, you will have a hearing and eye exam, okay? So the eye exam is a color vision test as well as depth perception. And you can have visual impairments uh, and still be in the military. However, if you do not have 20-20 vision or, you know, 100% color vision, that might disqualify you from certain jobs, such as um, a pilot or things of that nature. So just like you wouldn't necessarily want a bomb tech who's colorblind, it's in those veins. So just because you have a vision impairment doesn't mean that you're completely disqualified. It just means it might disqualify you from certain jobs. If you are joining the Air Force, you will also be taking a strength test. Um, and we'll go more into that when we discuss Air Force in general um, in one of our later podcasts. Okay. You will also be weighed, and I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. Um, they, they are serious. Okay, they are serious about the weigh-in. Okay, so everyone who's listening to this that is in my class or knows how to find me in my class, you should be able to see the list that I have of how tall you have to be and what your weight has to be for your height. Okay, if you are one pound over, it's a no-go. Okay, Um, so the best thing to do is try to stay within five or so pounds under what your maximum weight can be. Okay, Um, just as a safety because your weight can vary um, day-to-day based on water intake, what kind of food you're eating, all of that. So the last thing you want is to go to MAPS and find out that you are overweight. And that's going to kind of put a pause on you. So depending on how far overweight you are, they'll send you, you'll talk to your recruiter, you'll get a program, and then you'll have X amount of days to lose the certain amount of weight, and then they'll try sending you again. Um, however, and this has happened to a couple friends of mine, if the first time you go to MEPS, you are fine, you're underweight, you're where you should be, everything comes out great. And then you get your your leave date, your ship out date. And you show up on your ship out date and you still have to go to MEPS on your ship out date as well. And they weigh you. And you are one pound over what you should be. They will not send you on that ship out date. They will not send you to boot camp, even though that's your boot camp date. If you're one pound over, they will not send you. So, please just be aware of that. We don't need to have body image issues. But just be very aware that they do take it very seriously about the height and weight standards. So, then at the next point, you're going to get into one of the rooms with a whole bunch of other candidates of your same gender. um, And you will be asked to undress and stay in your underwear. And, of course, men and women are separated. Um... So, women, you are going to usually be given a drape or a gown. Um, So and when you're taking your clothes off, you will have a female attendant in the room with you, that kind of thing. Um, Once you are now in your underwear, they will have you take several exercises. And that's to evaluate your balance and your physical attributes. Um, So one of them is a duck walk, Um, some of them test balance. They test you to make sure you don't have scoliosis. They make sure you're not pigeon-footed or flat-footed, things like that. So that is what that um, that portion is like. So basically those exercises are going to be arm circles, um, duck walks, walking on your tiptoes, and things like that, okay? So generally once you've taken all of these tests... Um, at this point before you take any of these tests you would have already taken the ASVAB and that can happen in several different ways um, so with the ASVAB you could have already taken it at the high school and already had your scores and then you talked to the recruiter or they sent you to MEPS and now you're here and you're doing all of the medical stuff um, if you had not taken the ASVAB before then you could have been sent to MEPS and you would take in the ASVAB before doing any of the medical okay Um, So either way, you have to take the ASVAB generally before you get into the MEPS portion of medical and everything that follows that. Um, So once you've passed your ASVAB, um, once you've taken your physical and medical has cleared you, then you're going to be going to job counseling. Okay, And this has kind of changed over the years, and especially now with COVID-19, I'm hearing that some people are not necessarily being given a whole lot of options on jobs um, just because of the situation COVID has put um, different branches in. However, generally before COVID uh, as that's all I can speak to personally, um, you will if you are going enlisted you will talk to your job counselor there Um, and the biggest thing that I can tell you is to make sure that you research before you go to MAPS of what kind of jobs you're looking for. And your scores so what I mean by that is if you already know your ASVAB scores it's cool if you know you made like a 38 on the Armed Forces qualifying test portion but you really need to pay attention to the other sections of the test and what you scored in those because that's what's going to dictate what job you get okay so hopefully you will have looked already at your ASVAB scores overall You know, that includes the science, the assembling objects, um, all of that. And you already know your scores for that. And then you can look through and based on your scores, you can see what you qualify for and what you don't. And again, if you are in one of my classes or you know how to find me, um, I have it listed for each branch currently what the jobs are and what the ASVAB scores are to get those certain jobs. So you can kind of just go through, download it, and then strike out anything that you're not qualified for. Uh, When you finish with that, you can then go back and kind of do some research on the jobs that you are qualified for to see which ones you feel you would perform the best at and you would excel at and that you would enjoy the most. That way, by the time you get to this point in MEPS where you're talking to a job counselor, you already have a couple that you can throw out and say, hey, I'd really like... You know to be this or that Um, and your counselor might tell you some other optional ideas Um, and then at the end they will have a list of potential jobs in the order of your preferences more or less but just be aware that just because you're on a list does not mean that you are guaranteed that job by any means okay so when my husband joined He joined in 2011 and he was put down for military police and that's what he wanted to do. He signed up for it and about a week later he got a phone call from the recruiter and said that sorry they'd already filled the billets um, or the quotas for military police so he needed to choose something else. And because it is a time-sensitive thing, he was given three different acronyms for jobs. And he just kind of had to wing it and choose which one out of those three he thought was the best. And so he chose aviation ordinance. Okay, so he didn't really get a whole lot of say in that. It was, hey, this is no longer available. Here's three options to choose now. So if you've done your research, it's going to help you a lot more because then you'll know which ones you are okay with and which jobs you really don't want personally, okay? Um, And that's the thing. There's no bad jobs and there's no great jobs because it's all a matter of preference. Some people don't want to be cooks. Some people would love to be cooks. Um, Other people don't want to be um, working in engineering and other people would love that. So just keep in mind, there's not really any bad jobs. It just depends on your own personal outlook and your own set of skills, okay? So next up, and I know this is getting kind of a lengthy, but bear with me. Um, so the next thing is, when do you leave? Okay, and that <laughs> that fluctuates for absolutely everybody. It depends on your branch. It depends on your job that you've chosen. It depends on you yourself it depends on a lot so some people after they finish maps that first day they might be shipped off like they might say okay hey you know what we're gonna ship you you know or hey next monday prepare to leave It, it can happen that quickly so be prepared for a very quick turnaround however be prepared for a long turnaround um My husband had pretty bad acne when he first joined, and he was on prescription strength acne medication, and because that messed with his medical results, he had to stay in depth, which will, or depth, and we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Um, so he was in depth for an entire year before giving, being given the okay to ship out to boot camp, okay? It's just because of the acne medicine that he was on, um, So it took him an entire year before he was able to ship out. Um, I, myself, I tried to join as an officer in July of 2016. By October of 2016, I was finally okay to go to MEPS. So, and at this point, I was living um, about two hours north of San Diego, and San Diego was the closest MEPS location. So I had to drive... Two hours to San Diego to be there by 4.30 in the morning and by 9 a.m. they'd finally gotten through the basic portion and they were just then doing fingerprinting um, and that's when they told me that whoever was in charge of my information had not processed me and because I had not been processed in their system they could not do anything. I could not go get medical done. I could not get any screenings done. I... I couldn't do anything um, except for turn around and go home. So that's what I had to do. I had to call my husband to pick me up. And then we waited. So that was in October. And I continually tried to contact my recruiter. And I did not receive any correspondence from him. I finally heard from a completely different recruiter in March of 2017 saying that I was approved for a physical at MAPS um, as of January 1st and I had 30 days to complete that physical so I explained my situation and that nobody had contacted me in January letting me know any of this and that I had not heard from my recruiter at all Um So I was able to go back to MEPS at that point if I wanted, however, we were in the process of moving to Washington State because my husband had just reenlisted. So that pretty much ended that as far as me joining as an officer went for that time period. So just be aware that you might not always go to MEPS quickly after talking to your recruiter it might be easier for enlisted versus officer, as I was trying to go officer instead of enlisted. But just keep in mind that you need to be very flexible with the military because it's not always a one and done thing. It could take you a year to actually join once you've sworn in. It could be next week that you ship out to boot camp. It really just depends. So just keep that in mind. Um, so that being said, depending on the job that you've chosen... You may have another round of tests to take um, if you're interested in a particular specialization. So one of my friends joined the Navy, and she joined as basically a language interpreter. And in order to do that, she had to take a different test in, in addition to the ASVAB. So she took the ASVAB first. And so in addition to the ASVAB, she had to make a certain score on the ASVAB to qualify, And then after qualifying, she then had to take the D-Lab or the Defense Language Aptitude Battery. And it's a test that basically tests you to see what your potential is for learning a foreign language. And that's when you can determine if you want to go as a military linguist. Okay. So keep that in mind. There might be different tests based on what it is that you put down as a job. You might have further testing that you have to do. Um, as far as the linguist test goes, if that is something you're interested, please also keep in mind that you're not guaranteed whatever language you prefer, okay? There are several languages out there. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the language that you want necessarily. Um, so just keep that in mind. And that's pretty much for MEPS. Again, uh, like me, you might get sent back later to actually go through everything again Or like some other people, you only go to MEPS twice. The first time to go through everything and the second time to ship out. Um, The last thing about MEPS is your swearing in or your oath. So basically, you will take your oath of enlistment. um, And at this oath of enlistment, if you have family members or friends, they are welcome to come and share this moment with you and take your picture as you are taking the oath. Um, So just keep that in mind. Um, some of you will be entering active duty at that point in time and then you will be given instructions for basic training and then other people will be told that you're disqualified either indefinitely or temporarily and so at that time you will be sent home basically, um, to wait for their instructions from your recruiter or you will enter what is called the delayed entry program or DEP. Hey, if you're Army, it's also called the Future Soldiers Program, so just keep in mind, it'll either be called the Future Soldiers Program or the Delayed Entry Program, okay? So this is basically an enlistment to inactive reserves with an agreement to report to active duty and ship out to boot camp at a specific time in the future, okay? You can be in-depth for up to a year like my husband was, Okay. So, DEP is just basically you're waiting for your ship out date. So, if you've not already been told exactly when your ship out date is, and if it's not in the very near future, you will be in what is considered the delayed entry program. So, during this time, this is where you can work on getting to your height and and weight standards. You can work on getting up to physical readiness for boot camp. um, And that kind of thing. And you can be doing the background and learning... Um, the history of whichever branch that you are going to be joining, okay? Now, DEP is a legally blind, legally binding contract, okay? That is an enlistment contract, okay? Um, so you can't just enter DEP and then decide later on that, hey, you know what? I don't think I really want to join the military anymore, okay? Um, it, it, it's possible, but not likely. So just realize that it is a binding contract, Okay. Also, just be aware you can't just go into DEP and then decide later on that, hey, I'm going to drop out and I'm going to go to college instead. If college is what you're wanting to do, you should look into the ROCC program at college and go that way before you go talk to a recruiter and go down that rabbit hole. Um, because the way they see it, if you were already entered into DEP, you've already signed your enlistment oath stating that you are going to join active service as an enlisted personnel not an officer so if you are wanting to go officer then you should be going to college first okay and for that you would look at the ROTC program at whichever college that you are interested in and um, you can talk to some recruiters about this um, before you take the ASVAB and go to MEPS and all that you, you can call some recruiters and just ask them questions about how that works and everything like that depending on which branch you're going into so keep that in mind um, also keep in mind that if you are in the delayed entry processing program, um, especially ladies, and at some point you end up getting pregnant, they are not going to ship you out to boot camp at that point and you will generally, generally be discharged, okay? Um, same with failing to graduate high school, you have to have a GED or a high school graduation diploma, Okay. Um, you have to have that. So if you don't have either a GED or a high school diploma, they, that will also disqualify you. Okay. Um, so please keep that in mind. So that's pretty much going to wrap up everything about MEPS today. So that is going to round us up on our MEPS podcast. If you have other questions, You can feel free to email me or look at our class websites for more information on that. So have a great day. And again, this is the Drama Llama Classroom Podcast with Mrs. Demboya.